Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. We've got the doyen of NFL riders, Peter King, on the line of MMQB. Peter, we were scheduled to uh, talk from um, this time yesterday. We were going to talk about Sean McVay and the amazing wildcard weekend that we're on the precipice of. But in the meantime, events, dear boy, events. And uh, it seems as if a blockbuster of a story is broken about the Patriots and the difficulties that have emerged over the last couple of months between Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I'm, I'm absolutely dying to hear what you have to say about this. Well, good to be on with you first. And uh, can I say how much I love Ireland first? Can I just say that? Yeah, you totally I can. Ireland. I, do you know what? Yeah, I, I was, uh, my wife and I saw Springsteen, saw, Springsteen, saw you two there um, in July. And really had the time of our lives. It was really one of the great memories uh, music memories we've ever had. So, uh, very, very happy to be on with you. I had to um, stop myself from actually going out onto the streets and trying to stalk you when I saw your tweet about the bucket list being crossed <laughs> off. I was like, "Oh, Jesus, Peter King's in uh, Ireland. We've got to try and we've got to try and track him down and grab him and bring him into studio." So the next time you're in Ireland, I promise, I won't just be a random stalker doing it. It's going to be me who's dragging you into our studio. <laughs> That'd be great. It would be. Um, so, uh, I think it's a multi-layered story uh for those who follow american football you know basically bill belichick uh is the greatest coach of modern times uh he's won more super bowls than any coach ever has the super bowl is 51 years old now and he's won five of them no coach uh has won more than four other than him uh and and i think more than that in an era of free agency, which um, you know has players moving from team to team, you know over the last uh, 24 years in the National Football League, in an era of free agency, to do what the Patriots have done, um, you know, to have made the playoffs, I think 19 out of t- the last 23 years, something like that. Uh, it is just it's remarkable it is historic the nfl is almost one century old and uh they're in the midst of establishing uh, quite possibly the greatest franchise ever so i think it's natural to think that over time it would be very difficult for the same owner the same coach and the same quarterback to exist in a placid way without having some issues between them. And in fact, to, uh, with the history, I mean, Bill Belichick is a, is a crusty guy. Uh, he didn't last as the coach of the Cleveland Browns. He, he lasted one day as the head coach of the New York Jets in the year 2000. And then, uh, he moved to New England and, and in the same way, Robert Kraft, the owner, uh, had Bill Parcells as a coach, a Hall of Fame coach, for only three years. And then he had Pete Carroll, uh, a, a Super Bowl winning coach, later with the Seattle Seahawks, uh, for only three years. So when Bill Belichick and, and Robert Kraft got married in January uh, 2000, you know, exactly 18 years ago, uh, no one thought that this was going to be 
a match made in heaven, a match for the ages. And it's worked, and it's worked, worked largely because they've had the best quarterback of this generation and maybe of NFL history in Tom Brady. And so I think when all of that happens, rather than to say, oh, my God, Belichick is mad at Brady's personal trainer, um, and Belichick is mad that the owner made him trade Jimmy Garoppolo to San Francisco, which the Patriots are disputing today that that ever happened. But but be that as it may, those are the main charges in the story that that Brady's personal trainer and and kind of fitness guru Alex Guerrero uh, has driven a wedge between uh, Brady and the team um, because Brady would rather get work done by this guy than team trainers and doctors. And 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 so, but 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 all things considered, all things considered, I I, I look at this sort of the way history will look at it. And this is a rather minor little conflict, in my opinion. And when the New York Times writes the obituary of the New England Patriots, you know, 50 years from now, this won't even be in the top 30 paragraphs. Uh, And I'm exaggerating. They won't write an obituary of a football team. But what I'm saying is that I, I think we're rather fortunate to have seen the greatness of this franchise lasts for 18 years. So, does it feel like this is just the way that an end always happens? It's the minor details that trips up greatness, that they have a fight about something, and really, that fight was always there between them anyway. Well, I don't, I think they they got along okay. Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick were never close friends at all. It was a business relationship. Kraft gave Belichick the money he needed to do what he needed to do. Uh, Belichick uh, got the power from from Kraft to make all of the football decisions. Um, you know, I think there's some in the hierarchy of the New England Patriots, sometimes when decisions are made, they find out about it a half hour before they happen. You know, because Belichick just runs the show. And it isn't that he's disrespectful. It's just that he has the power, and he just does these things. And um, so I, I think I think in some ways it's natural that it would end. But but I'm I'm just telling you I'm not sure that it's going to end. Mm. I really am not. I do. I think it's definitely possible, but I don't think that it's it's overwhelmingly likely. I'd say probably after this year, it's 50-50 whether Belichick continues as coach. But I, I do know this, that, uh, that, that the, the Patriots are likely to lose to other NFL teams their top two assistant coaches. Matt Patricia on defense and Josh McDaniels on offense. They're likely to get head coaching jobs around the league. So... Smart Money says, well, if Belichick feels like he's got to reinvent the wheel all over again in 2018, maybe he'll view this as a good time to make a clean break. But but again, that's all speculation on our part. We just don't know. That The, the, the bit that, that rang the most true for me was his desire to not just be the guy who led Tom Brady to the Super Bowl on five separate occasions, but to outlast Brady and show, look, I could do it with another quarterback. And that bit right. seemed to make sense. 
it makes a lot of sense. And that would not have surprised me at all. But now that Garoppolo has been traded, Garoppolo is this uh, matinee idol, Hollywood-looking, handsomer-than-Brady quarterback from the Corn Belt in Illinois. Uh, he's a far, kind of a farm kid. Uh, not, I mean, he's from a farm area, and he's he's just a, a, a almost a too good to be true guy. Went to a small college, Eastern Illinois, and uh, has just developed and learned so much behind Tom Brady and so much from Bill Belichick. But when he got traded to San Francisco, I think that Belichick felt like um, if if there's one Thing that will accelerate his departure from New England, in my opinion, it is that <laughs> he traded Garoppolo, and uh, not that he traded Garoppolo and kept Brady, but that he traded Garoppolo because he feels like Garoppolo is going to be a great, not a good, but a great quarterback. And so it stands to reason that if he thinks Brady is in decline, that he would want to keep Garoppolo around. And the fact he had to trade him or felt he had to trade him. Uh, and a lot of people, your listeners will say, well, why did they have to trade him? Well, in the NFL, after four seasons, okay, a rookie has the right to, uh, to enter free agency or to be re-signed by the team uh, that drafted him out of college in the first place. The Patriots drafted Garoppolo in 2014. And so in 2018, he was going to be a free agent. And it's hard to say, we'll pay you 18 or $20 million to sit behind Tom Brady. So the Patriots, uh, you know, in part, I think for one year, they would have been okay with paying him that money. But because Brady is so confounding father time right now, He's probably going to be the most valuable player in the NFL at age 40, uh, which has never happened. There's never been an MVP in the NFL uh, in his 40s. Uh, he's probably going to be the MVP. And so, you know, clearly Garoppolo wouldn't have opened 2018 as the starting quarterback. Um, so it would have been difficult to keep both and to pay them both very big money when only one of them was going to play. It definitely would have seemed odd for them to be doing that, particularly when Brady is playing at the level he's playing at. You flew to meet Tom Brady days after the Super Bowl and, and sat with him and did this brilliant two-part podcast interview with him where part of it was about the game, but then the rest of it seemed to be about that culture that he has evolved and developed in perfecting his body and not feeling pain. And it, it, just thinking about that today... And thinking about this story, it kind of put a new spin on on just that vitality that he was talking about and how important that was to him. And I don't know, I, I wonder now if you think back to that interview and you think back to this spat with Guerrero and Belichick, if, if that imbues any extra meaning on just how vital he seemed and how how much that desire raged within him to make sure that this wasn't anywhere near the end for him. Yeah, it, the one thing I remember, I don't know if you have, uh, I'm sure you have a product like it, but in America we have this we have this drink called vitamin water, okay? And it is basically uh, either plain or f- fruit-flavored water 
with zero calories and a bunch of electrolytes in it. And so when I met Brady uh, in Montana, where he gets away with his family, uh, I met him and he had a bottle of this vitamin water in his hand. And when we sat down, he twisted the cap and he added uh, maybe two or three tablespoons of electrolyte powder. Uh, And he shook up the bottle and he drank it. He had three of those, the exact same things in the two hours I was with him. And he might add four, but I think it was three. And, And so for a good deal of the time, probably for 40 minutes of the time, 30 at least, we talked about his ethos and his beliefs and feeling and and why after this really tough season he just had, including an absolute pummeling, he took in the Super Bowl against the Atlanta Falcons seven days earlier. I said to him, what hurts? And he goes, nothing. I have no pain whatsoever. And he has this belief that if he lives this, this life of everything he puts into his body, uh, you know, is, is, is right. Uh, that if he, in essence, goes to bed about 8.30 every night, um, if he treats his body like a temple and he does everything right physically, including much more pliability training than weight training, um, he thinks that, he absolutely thinks he's going to play until he's 45 years old, which has never been done before. Will he? I don't know. The last month of this season, he's not been very good. But maybe you chalk that up to uh, his offense on his team has not been very good this year either. So, you know, again, it's one of the great mysteries of American sports. How long will Tom Brady last? But um, I'm not betting against him playing a couple of very good uh, – playing uh, uh, two or three more very good years. It's such an amazing story because there's such big characters in global sport at this point, primarily not just because of their genius, but because of their longevity. There's been other brilliant coaches and players along the way who they've seen off. But I think that's why there's this fascination with it. it it's kind of... Well, I think... And, and, and I think the other part of this is, like, Harry Kane came to the U.S., play a series of games uh, with, what is it, Tottenham, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in, uh, in July and maybe early August, I forget when it was. But, uh, I don't know, I read a few stories, you know, when he was in front of the media here uh, in New York, I think in Chicago and a few other places. And I mean, this guy is smitten with Tom Brady. He's totally taken with Tom Brady. He's got a dog named after Tom Brady. He loves Brady. And it's all about the fact that Brady, as Brady told me on that podcast, podcast, he, you know, when I said, man, you, you, it's like, you don't want to stop. You, you, you love the game so much. And he goes, Peter, I, I got the answers to the test. Now I know what everybody's going to do to me. I've seen it now for 18 years. So there's not anything that a defense is going to throw at him that's going to be new. And so that's why I think other people in sports, I mean, LeBron James is like a little kid around Tom Brady, you know? Yeah. And, he just, he, he, and so I think he's got 
he's got admirers in all sports and a lot of people too who were basically studying Tom Brady and they were trying to figure out everything he's doing, which I don't consider this to be any sort of witch doctor type stuff, honestly. I, I, I consider it to be an absolute, uh, uh, you know, if you live your life a certain way every single day, I mean, I, I can, look, I was around Brett Favre a lot, and, and people in, in Ireland may know who that is. He was a, a famous kind of a swashbuckling, very hard-living quarterback for his first few years, and then he kind of got religion and, and you know, swore off, you know, uh, drugs and, uh, and, and, and uh, drinking and everything like that. And now he lives kind of a monastic life in southern Mississippi, and it's just, it's just uh, you think he's going to live to be 110. Yeah. But I think the reason why Brady lasted, has lasted so long is that he's lived that monastic life at 26 and 30 and 34. He didn't wait until he was scared straight. It is a, an unbelievably fascinating story. You've been really good with your time. One last question on this, right? I, I couldn't decide when I read this this story and the follow-ups that are coming out if it makes it more likely or less likely that they're going to be successful this season because there's definitely <laughs> part of this which binds them together and goes, well, I'm not going to be the one who screws this up and I'm not going to be the one who screws this up. Well, we better get this done then. Well, here's the problem with what the Patriots face this year. Um their first game is likely to be in the playoffs, which is which will be next weekend. Their first game is likely, not certain, but likely to be against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Patriots by two touchdowns in the opening game of this season in Massachusetts. You know, Kansas City went on the road, and they thoroughly handled the Patriots. Now, the Patriots are a different team from that day, a lot different. Their defense is significantly better. And uh, Foxborough in January is a very, very difficult place to win. The weather is always awful. Uh, you know, it's like being out on the moors a lot of times. It, it's just, it's a terrible place to have to play, and the Patriots are very much used to doing that. Then if they win that game, they play the Steelers, and although, or they're likely to play the Steelers, and although the Steelers, uh, you know, have been able to be beaten and the Patriots have done a good job in beating the Steelers, you know, if you watch the first time they played this year, uh, there's a lot of people who are still convinced the Steelers won that game and the Patriots got the, got the benefit of a, of a very controversial officials call in the final minute of the game to win. But be that as it may, they have a very tough road to get to the Super Bowl. And then if they get to the Super Bowl, there's three or four teams in the NFC, in the National Football Conference, led by the Minnesota Vikings, who would be playing at home. No, in, in, in this will be the 52nd Super Bowl. In the previous 51 Super Bowls, no team has ever played on its home field in the Super Bowl. And Minnesota is the favorite this year to come out of the NFC and to actually host the Super Bowl. So, and they've got a great defense. And so I kind of look at this and say, I could see the Patriots losing any one of these three games. And in fact, honestly, 
if the Patriots did end up winning against, let's say, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota, I would argue easily and by far this would be the greatest achievement of the Belichick-Brady-Robert Kraft partnership uh, because, you know, they easily could lose any of the games, any of those three games. It is really amazing when you consider all of the difficulties that the NFL have had this year with the protests, the injuries to the superstar players yeah. week after week after week, the ongoing lawsuits and everything. Here we are, and I can't, you know, you couldn't have set the table any better for the final <laughs> month of the season. Yeah, you really, it's, it's really going to be fun. And in part, too, because, hey, when you guys contacted me, we were going to talk about Sean McVay who's a 31-year-old coach who is, like, totally taking, taking the NFL by storm. He's the coach of the Los Angeles Rams. He's, you know, 10 years ago, this guy is a small college wide receiver at a, this small school in Ohio. And that's just 10 years ago. And it's just, it's amazing where he's come from, how far he's come. And the Rams have a good chance to make it to the Super Bowl. And there's all kinds of fun stories coming up this month that, that uh, start start this weekend and uh, it'll be really fun to watch. Peter, you're a legend. Thanks so much for making time for us. Hey, I really, really appreciate you having me. I love Ireland. Is it, have I have I mentioned that before? Yeah, yeah, it's great. We'll, we'll have you back anytime. <laughs> Seriously, we're, we're going to pester the hell out of you. Thanks a million. Great, all the best. Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to AIR. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.